episode of the Hot Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd LLC. Make sure you head to the website, www.thehotnerd.com, for fundamentals, learning teams, support, and so much more. Send us an email, thehotnerd at gmail.com, and be sure to follow along with us on all things social media at the Hot Nerd or at Sam Goodman. Welcome to today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Hotner Podcast. I'm super pumped that you're here. I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you for following along with all things the Hot Nerd LLC, all things the Hot Nerd Podcast. If you're not following along on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you should be because I'm posting a bunch of stuff there along with free resources over at thehotnerd.com. I think it's slash resources. It's pretty easy to get to. You just click on resources at the top and then all of these kind of videos usually that we make, you can download them and you can take them and you can use them in your organization's very own hop journey. That's the entire reason why we make those is to create some useful tools for you to help you bring human and organizational performance to life. And that's exactly what I wanted to touch on today. We explored this thought pretty deeply in 10 Ideas to Make Safety Suck Less, which is available on Amazon and Audible, Audible narrated by yours truly. If you can't get enough of this um, hillbilly twang, I want to talk about safety tools. There's so many things in our worlds, our work world, (laughs) that we call safety tools. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? And it's not the boss, right? It's not the safety person. Yeah, we call those folks tools sometimes too, but that's not what I'm talking about. We're always on this kind of constant mission of trying to give leaders the next best thing in safety, the next best thing in safety culture to just those things, right? It's usually a card or a poster. It's like a lanyard card, right? Put this on, read these things every day, these positive safety affirmations, and then go forth and be a better leader so accidents don't happen. It's those kind of things. It's a card with check boxes that you go out, you know, like those little like Scantron sheets and you're bubbling in cards. Like I'm going out on my unsafety walks and I'm finding and I'm fixing people that are messing up out there and on and on and on and on and on and on, right? These kind of safety tools, air quotes, air quotes for everyone that's just listening, safety tools. But let's start by defining what a tool is. So Merriam-Webster defines tool as a handheld device that aids in accomplishing a task. So back to the point, we call a lot of stuff in our work worlds safety tools, but are they in fact tools? Do they actually help people accomplish much of anything. Is that pre-job brief, that take five, really a, a tool? Does it meet that definition? Is that booklet full of rules that your employees have to carry around forever and always? Is that really a, a tool? Does it meet that definition? Is that observation card really a tool? Is that stop work authority that everyone has to carry around on their neck proudly displayed? Is that really a tool? As organizations, we really like this idea of giving our leaders and our employees safety tools, but are they actually tools? So let's let's really zoom in on that part of the definition, that part about aids in accomplishing work, aids in accomplishing something, 
right? For something to truly be a tool, it has to be helpful. It can't hurt. It can't slow down. It can't make things harder. A tool actually has to help you accomplish something, a task, something that's in need of accomplishing. And if it doesn't help you, it's probably just another piece of clutter. A, a valuable piece of this tool puzzle is to examine that, the general helpfulness in accomplishing work. So in a lot of talks that I give, I use what I like to call the Home Depot example. And it's maybe as dumb as it sounds, but I feel like it's a, a really good example. So imagine, close your eyes, if you're not driving, close your eyes and imagine that you're in the middle of some home renovation, something we all love, right? And just imagine like something's broke at the house. I want you to imagine that you're trying to fix something at your house. So you cruise down to Home Depot to pick up some of those, you know, the supplies that seem to be growing in price every single day. And while venturing through the store, you know, like I do, I like to go through and pile through all the super neat stuff that you can find at a Home Depot, you come across, and wait, it can be Lowe's or any, insert generic hardware or home home improvement store here. This episode is not brought to you by Home Depot, but as you're digging through all of these kind of like neat things, you come across a tool that looks like it might just solve whatever problem you're facing at home. You're so excited about this that you don't even pay enough attention to the price. You just throw it in your cart, in your buggy. You race out of there. You might, you might have not even paid for it. You get out of there and you get home. You want to give it a shot. This new tool cuts your project time in half. It makes the whole process like a ton easier and makes it suck just a bit less. That sounds like a pretty good tool to me. Now flip that example on its head. How likely would have you would you have been to purchase this tool if it didn't help you in actually getting done what you needed to get done? But pretty unlikely. Now, what if this tool was advertised as being helpful? but it actually made your job a whole lot harder. It made the work slower, harder, and suck more. There's a pretty high probability that you're going to throw it out the window and drive to Home Depot and cuss out whoever sold you on this tool, right? You're at least going to be sending an angry letter to the, to the manufacturer. Now, compare that to the tools in our work worlds, especially the safety tools in our work worlds. These things that we implement, how do they hold up? Do they pass the must-be-helpful test? Let's just say that um, many do not, right? With so many of these tools, with the stated goal being of to control people, to slow people down, to make work harder, to make them stop, to ensure that they do not insert yada, 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 yada here, our safety tools are usually not tools. They're just mechanisms of employee control, and usually feel goods that management can peer down, down through the organization upon them as indicators as the presence of, air quote, safety within our work worlds. Safety tools, a lot of times, are just more safety work. They're just mechanisms of control and feel good management fluff for executives and those up through the organization say, look, we're making them do that. So all, all must be well. If a safety tool doesn't solve a particular pain point or a problem, if it's hard to use, if it provides little, if any, benefit to the end user, if it makes work harder to accomplish rather than easier to accomplish, or if it serves no other person, 
person purpose <laughs> than, than, than easing a bit of managerial or executive anxiety around safety, then the intended user of that tool is just going to bypass it. Right? We're just going to bypass it, we're just going to work around it, or we're just going to not use it. If there's a rule or a policy requiring the use or else of this particular tool, all of the above is still going to happen. It's just we're going to make it look like we're using the tool. Right? We're going to, how we say in our world a lot of times, we're going to pencil whip it. We're going to make it look like it's being used. We're going to make it look like it's being used so to avoid this 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 look of non-compliance within the organization. So if a tool has to be forced via the application of a rule, it's just not a helpful tool. <laughs> the best and most effective tools never require the use of force. People use them voluntarily because they're helpful, they're useful, because they help them solve some problem or challenge that they face. If you have safety tool troubles, you need to look at the tool, not so much at the people that are not using it, avoiding it, or working around it, or bypassing it. Take a hard look at the tool, not the person that you want to be using it. As we seek to provide employees and leaders with safety tools and resources, we have to keep these concepts in mind. So whether you're looking at existing pre-existing safety tools within your organization, or you're seeking to create new ones, which seems like something that everybody's like always trying to do. What's next? What's next in safety? What's the next new shiny thing we can give folks? There are a few basic principles that I would encourage you to apply, right? So the basic principles of effective tools uh, beyond safety, right? Safety and beyond. The first question that I always tend to encourage folks, folks to ask is, is it needed? It solves a problem that's in need of solving or it aids in accomplishing a task. Question number one, is it useful? Question number two, is it useful to the person that must use it? Like it, like it we have to view it as useful. It actually has to come in handy, right? And question number three, it is created with the people that need it. So this whole idea of co-creation of these safety tools. So is it needed? Far too many of our safety tools are solutions in search of problems. They're just broad, non-specific fixes that don't actually fix much of anything in particular. There has to be an actual need from the people doing the work, not from above, to warrant the creation or continued use of a tool. Is it useful? If a tool isn't useful, if it doesn't aid us in accomplishing work or it hinders efficiency, it's just not going to be used, as we mentioned. Thinking of this as a question always seems to help. Does this aid insert person in completing insert task? Remember, to aid means to help, assist, or support someone in the achievement of something, according to the Oxford Dictionary. It doesn't mean to slow down, stop, force, or render inefficient. Question three, is it created with the people that need it? Often safety tools are created by you guessed it, safety people, rather than being created by those who actually need them. If your hope is to get the first two principles right, and your goal is to end up with uh, an effective tool, lean into embracing the knowledge and the know-how of the people that need the tool. And if they tell you that it's bogus and you don't need it, I can almost guarantee you, you probably don't need it. So for a deeper exploration on this idea of safety tools, again, you can check out the book, 10 Ideas to Make Safety Suck Less, available everywhere that you find books, 
easiest on uh, Amazon and Audible, or narrated by yours truly. And 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 I'm reaching for him here for everybody on video. Be sure to check out Operationally Curious Questions. Starting points, Operationally Curious Questions. They are exactly that. They are Operationally Curious Icebreakers to help leaders and more have meaningful, learning-rich conversations around normal work. They're available at www.thehopner.com. You just click on the shop. They're at the, at the very, very, very top. Super duper easy very easy to get your hands on. I've been hearing tons and tons and tons and tons of amazing stories from folks out there that supported us early in the launch buying a bunch of these cards and are already out there putting them to good use. So remember our safety tools, stick to those principles. You got to stick to those principles. If you want to have any chance of something being a bit useful, is it needed? Is it useful? And you need to co-create it with the people that need it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate all of your support of the Hot Nerd Podcast, the Hot Nerd LLC. If you need a little bit of help bringing human and organizational performance to life, if you would like to take your efforts around learning and improving to the next level, yep, I can help with that. Head over to www.thehotnerd.com or send me an email, thehotnerd at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, everybody. Bye.